0: I just think right now women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that.
1: Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it.
0: When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it.
1: Heather Havenwood.
0: Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity but this would not have been possible without first taking the leap in owning my own business but I didn't do it alone I hired my first business coach 13 years ago and now I help small businesses solo practitioners and professionals double their income and triple their time off so let me help you too my gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session so go to coachwithheather.com coachwithheather.com and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy Seal of Probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, low gas, abdominal pain, and much. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique, and patent drink that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Hi everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood and welcome. 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 super excited to have you. So uh, many of you know, my name is Heather Havenwood and I'm a sales and marketing coach, um, as well as I help people, launch their own podcasts and shows around the world. So if you're interested in actually growing your traffic and growing your expertise and growing your influence, reach out to us at heatherhavenwood.com. So today we have someone on the line, which I'm super excited to talk to them about. One, He's in Arkansas, which I have a whole story of my family's in Arkansas, so that's kind of fun. We actually had a good time in the green room talking about that. Um, But first, let me explain to you who Derek Champagne is. He's a serial entrepreneur with over 15 years' experience developing effective marketing campaigns, and Derek shares his story of growing up with humble beginnings on the stage at age three, his years as a Hollywood musician, and his diverse journey to get where he is today. He's a CEO and founder of the Artist Evolution, a full-service agency building memorable, Brands, marketing tools, and campaigns for startups and household brands. Now, Derek, are you there?
2: I am here. Thank you so much, Heather. Love your show. Thanks for having me as a guest.
0: Thanks. It's gonna be a ton of fun. So, I mean, we were talking kind of in the green room, what I call the green room behind the scenes of. What's happening today in the what I call agency world, you know, Mm -hmm. marketing agency is a broad term. There's tons and tons and tons of marketing agencies out there. And most of them, this is generalized speaking, most of them are what I call done for you, where they sell a client and then they say, hey, we're going to be your marketing department. We're going to do all the different strategies for you, either social media structure or other different campaigns. you kind of what I call a recovery marketing agency, <laughs> and you're moving, That's true. right? And you're moving into kind of a new, a new structure. And so I want you to first talk about the artist evolution, and let's talk about your story of how you started this business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. So basically, for me, I had and I had a career in music for many years. So I lived in LA and did the whole music thing there. Had music on TV shows and uh, had businesses there. I've always been a serial entrepreneur. So I've had eight companies. Four have failed. And uh, four have done pretty well. So I always tell people, if you give me your money, I've got a 50% chance of (laughs) losing it or making something good happen with it. But I embrace failure all the time. That's another show, but I'm I'm good with that. But when I started The Arts Evolution, basically I had an opportunity in 2007, I was working for another agency. Our clients were Dial, T-Mobile, Rubbermaid, Crayola, you name it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I moved from Hollywood, which is another story, back to Northwest Arkansas, where I had grown up for part of my life. And I found myself working at this kind of Walmart retail agency. Uh, Basically, Northwest Arkansas, for those who don't know, is kind of the retail uh, CBG mecca of marketing in the world because Sam's Club and Walmart are headquartered here. So Mm in
1: 2007
2: or 2008, Walmart made it a mandate that any vendor that wanted to do business with them worldwide had to have a physical office in Bentonville, Arkansas. So I went back to Northwest Arkansas because it was a booming marketing economy. Worked for this agency. Wasn't loving it. It was all retail focused. And if you grew up in Northwest Arkansas, you either loved Walmart or hated it. And I was one of those that said, I'm going to get out of town. I'm not going to be one of those people that works for Walmart not there's anything wrong with it. I have lots of friends that are high, high level guys there and gals there. Uh, but I, that wasn't always my dream. So I ended up being back in Northwest Arkansas after a whole career in other parts of the country uh, and, 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 working for an agency, doing Walmart retail accounts (laughs) and so in 2007 I just had this opportunity for me to to make a change and I wanted to form an anti-agency which I think is going to kind of transition into our conversation because I started with wanting to have an anti-agency anyway Uh, over the years though we kind of became more traditional because you kind of have to when you put systems and processes in place to grow but uh, so in 2007 I branched off my own and I started the artist evolution the reason it's called the artist evolution is because again I'm a serial entrepreneur like many of your your audience and you and I uh, already had the LLC, and I was already already had a business where I was kind of helping artists during the crash of the of the record labels, which I was in. I was in the music industry during the literal crash when Napster came out, and we had all record deals, and all of our friends were signed to major labels, and we bartending. You know, it was it was a big a big deal, and I was part of that that transition. So, um, during that time, uh, as I was growing the agency, though, we kind of became a we will do we will do whatever you need us to do. We'll hustle, we'll hustle, we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a video, we'll do a video. You need strategy, I'm great with strategy. I've, I've led grassroots and marketing. You teams. Did, like, you I'm did screwed. what you needed to do, you know figured, what I mean? Like, and we did it well. We did it well, right. like many of your listeners. We did it well, we figured it out. We built great strategy. We, you want to implement a campaign, we did it great. You need a brand, we built a brand. And that was fine, and we built. We went up for, to having household names. You name a household brand, some of our clients have been internationally recognized clients with that. So we've had some big clients. We've also had a ton of startups. So from startups to household brands, that's who we work working with in every single industry. So and that's impressive. Kind of,
0: that's impressive, right? But then, then there's yeah. something that happens with that. Like you can only get so big or grow up in big brands? What, what, what was that transition to kind of what I call yeah. the anti-agency? It was
2: actually what happened for us. What happened yeah. for us, it was a kind of fatigue level with my team. Yeah. We yeah. That's a what happens. Things, right. One is we realized we were juggling 99 things. Well, yeah. And, and we were and one, we were doing okay. Like maybe we were placing AdWords when we shouldn't have been because we're really better at strategy. And, and so we were doing too many things. We were all things to all people. And Jason Swank is a friend of mine. He, he does a lot of, he helps a lot of agencies. I went through his course. Don't know if you know him or not. I actually was just on his podcast a few days ago. And I went through his course, actually. I said, this is ridiculous. You were doing exactly what we help other people do. And he's like, Derek, he, we had a conversation. He said, he just, he guessed it for me. He, I, I was kind of bragging. He's like, so what kind of people do you work with? And I was just bragging all the different industries. America's karma, multi-billion dollar brand all over the country. Done stuff with this Ivy League school. And he's just like, hmm. And I thought he was going to be impressed And say he's like, yeah, you got to niche down. I mean, it hit me hard because I knew he was right, and that's what we always tell our clients to do, right? Yeah, We can niche, go after it, uh, focus on your services, be an inch wide and a mile deep. All the, you know, all the cliches. All the,
0: things, all the things that we, you know, it's just the old adage of the, the great – carpenter doesn't have the best things at his house, but he makes right. it somebody else, right?
2: That's right. So, so for me, what, what the big transition, though, for me, when I realized, I knew I was about 18 months out. I work in these mastermind groups, and my, my kind of my board of advisors were saying, I was telling them, hey, I feel like the, the it's not just me feeling, but the, the, the marketing landscape is changing. There's technology keeps changing so fast. The availability of technology, the availability of working with, with clients around the world, the availability for an, an overnight agency to pop up every single day, there's new agencies. Right. And, and so you're always in competition singing for your dinner about your latest performance of your of your matrix. And your
0: last thing, right? So like oh look we just did for X and that's sell right. Y. And it's it's a it's it, you can get on a treadmill with that. I mean, I'm working a co working agency right now and I could still tell you that there's three or four agencies in this mm. in this co-working space right. right and they're all kind of different so um i just think it's interesting they're all agencies I'm like who's here that like, agency agency agency, agency. Right. Um, but what what's happening with the agency market today what how did you how, well let's take that back how did you what did you transition into? Did you just go, okay, we're going to niche on something specific
2: or what? Well, yeah, and if you don't mind, I, I, we tried something last year. So we knew okay. something was coming. So last year, here's what we decided to do. We saw ourselves going up against competition that we shouldn't have been. We're like, why are we going up against X agency over here? All they do is websites. But we do websites too. But we really build campaigns and manage them, right? Like a traditional retainer like yeah. in the beginning of your show. But why are we going up against them? And people think we're competition. So we said, let's try something. Let's, let's go against our competition. Let's commoditize videos and website for one year. That was about 15% of our revenue and we're a growing company. And I said, let's try that. And let's, and we did that for a full year and we got a bunch of new retainers from it. So we saw all things being equal that if we could add the value of a free, free website, free video, instead of fighting our competition for it, we just cut their legs out from under that worked for about eight or nine months. But again, we saw the marketplace changing again. We saw the loyalty and retention rates change. So we said, and here, here was my, here was my, my final straw. And I was telling you this in the green room a little bit. We, we lost a lot of money in January of this year. As I was saying, we were eighteen months out from making a change. We 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 sold we outsold it, but we also had a big chunk of business not renew with us. Oof. And, and and we remember one client was with us for seven years, Heather. We talked to them every single day of the week. One of my account managers does. We. We had them in only 98% of market share in every single category you could think of from TV, radio, Google AdWords, wow. everything, Heather, everything. And they love us. And, but we sang for dinner three times in a meeting and one board member decided to make a change and boom, we were done. And I took it really personally. It was a big six-figure loss for us. Just yeah. one point. I said, man, this really hurts. And we had a few others not renew and I said, uh-oh, there's something happening right now. Uh, and one of the things was our expectation of clients. And I said, we've got to flip our expectation of clients because we had one client, this was for 10 years. We're a 10 year old agency with clients, and with 10 years. That says something to our care. So also- I want
0: to stop this for a second because this is really good In point, is the expectations that you as a company owner had to shift at the expectations of your client. That is yeah. huge. If you're a coach consultant, same thing, agency anything we expect. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit here. So when I was traveling the country doing seminars back in the day and, and teaching people how to buy and sell real estate and we would sell 3,000, 10,000, 20,000, 25,000, $30,000 seminars. Someone said, I think it's really, um, they were trying to, trying to post down bad of you that you keep selling these products, 10,000 I'll people's money, quote unquote, and they're not doing, they're not successful. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, you know, and I remember my mentor, Ron LeGrand at the time, who's been in the business for like 30 years or 40 years at this point. He said, it's not our responsibility to get them to do the work. It's only our responsibility to sell them and to deliver the content such that it is successful if they choose to do it. Mm He said, we have done our job even if they've never opened the book or ever go to the seminar or ever do a thing, we still fulfilled our job. And that kind of shifted things for me Mm. so that I knew that my expectation of the client was pretty much if they succeeded even better. But my expectation of the client was about five inches deep, Mm. you know, and it helped me because when I did see someone completely succeed, it was like, Awesome! Like it over met my expectations. But even though they were customers and cl- kind of clients, you know, I saw them come through for. I mean, some people, some clients came through a year. Mm-hmm. The moment I shifted my brain, then it allowed me to shift how I sold, how I communicated, how I spoke about it. And so that's why here that happened to you. So what was the shift?
2: So so true, so true. And and so our shift was a couple things. One was making sure seeing fatigue with my team, and I said we've got to make a change. And so we did a couple things. One is we. We shifted, uh, we we revisit our core values. And I promised our team this, I said, if you live these nine core values, if you live these core values, then my focus will go to employee development and to holding the vision of our company. And and then then this is always right, not the customer's always right. Because if we do this right, the customer's always gonna be taken care of because we're delivering like we need to. And that's my shift because we used to say, no, the customer's always right. It caused all this fatigue. So that was one shift. The next shift is managing, changing our expectations of the client and how we delivered our service and our repositioning of our expectations. So we used to want a multi-year contract. If the contract ended, we were offended. Why did it end? They're our friends. They're paying us money. We want multi-years. We can't mess with our clients for years and years. So, no
0: divorce. You're not supposed no to
2: divorce, divorce No divorce. So we decided we we're going to end the relationship on our terms. And we're going to, so here's what we did. We set up, we, we develop a plan for eight weeks. And we, first thing we did is we said, what are we really, really, really good at? And whatever we're not the best at, what what whatever we were delivering and people are just blown away by that's the only things we're going to do we went back to the drawing board and we said we are one of the best in the country of strategy we build really good strategy that gets results so we're going to build these playbooks and then we do want the implementation because that's part of our revenue stream that's it's retainers but instead of it being a year retainer we're going to make it an a 11 month retainer I'm sorry, three, 12. So we did three 12 week years. So we did eight weeks of developing a plan and then three 12 week implementation phases. So now you went from getting a plan developed to going through our three phase program. And then you're graduated, you're out. And as part of that, we're training their marketing team. We're moving them over. But here's the interesting thing, Heather, is as we've been doing that, they don't want to let us go at the end now. So they move into another level of retainer, which is what our business has always been. But our outbound strategy and our whole shift has been, we keep, you work with us for 11 months total. Two months of a plan development in three twelve-week years. Three twelve weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah. Three, 12, so, three, so let's go forward. twelve
0: week, twelve week, twelve week, which is a quarter.
2: That's right. Quarter quarter but, quarter. So we follow quarters. the twelve week. We follow the twelve-week year anyway. By Brian Moran, we we live that. We our our business already lives that book. We we implemented that a while ago with sales. So we already we our years are twelve weeks anyway in our own business and so we decided to implement that to the client as well so what that shifted for us is now we go out and sell one is we 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 raised our prices of our strat our plans by by 400 percent
0: wow seriously
2: yes okay because so I just want this
0: is great right i want you all to get this because what he'd shifted was a sales conversation he shifted the sales structure and he created right. phases because just like anything if we try to sell the whole elephant most people can't i mean People can't ingest that; they can only ingest a leg at a time. But they can know that you're providing the whole elephant. You know, eating an right. elephant by a time. Okay, so what I heard you say, I'm just gonna like repeat it. Please, so I got it. So, th- so your strategy, A, right? Selling the strategy is three sessions of twelve weeks. Is that the strategy, or what's the strategy?
2: We build. We, so we build a strategic marketing plan. That's
0: that the, the first. Us, tra- that's the first that twelve weeks. Eight,
2: that takes us eight weeks.
0: Eight weeks. Okay. Then
2: we do three 12-week phases. And so that's
0: implementation.
2: A, yes, that's implementation. And that first 12 weeks, depending on the client, they might be doing some brand adjusting. They might be doing some web adjustments. But either, And by the third phase, either we're handing it off to their team or we're helping train their team, but we all have the same end and goal in mind. So keep in mind also, Heather, one other facet of this is that we realize that we have to work with marketing departments. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, yeah. We, get to, we get to work more firms because I don't really – respectfully, the larger clients want to, they have a marketing team. They do. The growing right. companies, have. they have a marketing manager of some kind. If they don't, we might have some issues anyway. And so we already know that our best clients have marketing departments. No matter, no matter how skilled they are, they have a title marketing director. Yeah. And sometimes very advanced. And so we decided we need to reposition ourselves as the CMO's BFF.
0: Ooh, so- okay. This is good. This is good. Again, I want to bring this up to everybody because I've had experience myself where I've come in, and the marketing department of the company I was doing strategy for felt threatened and it was going to end up a new long-term deal. And that got, because that person, that two people actually um, started kind of, everything I said started fighting me because they felt threatened by, by me versus right. wanting to work with me. Right. And I, I did that wrong. I, so my question to you in the green room was like, how are you doing that? How are you positioning up from the onset? So that We CMO empower
2: them. We become a tool for them, a tool that makes sure that they're successful to make sure their ideas get heard, to make sure the budget they want gets delivered and to make sure that they have a support team to go, yeah, she's right. Your marketing director is right why haven't you been implementing that do it now we sit at the table now and we've had marketing pe- managers who've been trying to get something approved for six months we sit in the table as their support team around them virtually or in person and they're getting the budgets approved now and they're the hero so our job is to make them the hero so we have marketingstrategyhero.net. we have uh, everything's about them being the hero you're batman we're robin and everything we do talks to them so if you go to i think it's marketing Strategy hero .net. You go there and it says you're here because you're, you're a busy CMO, busy marketing manager. Uh, it's okay to vent here. Does this sound familiar? You're managing all these different hats. You're managing trade shows. You're trying to do this. You're, you're right. team stretched. Uh, it's okay. And we even have a button that says ready to vent. And then we say, here's how we can help you. And it keeps them as the hero. And then, it says, and then we have a thing that goes, you already got your strategy figured out because, whoa, some marketing directors are so proud of their strategy. No problem. We're here to help. And then that just moves us into a heavy lifting retainer where we come in and support their implementation. Support but that implementation. Yeah. yeah. So that see, the, the language changes. And by changing the language, we know we have to work with marketing departments. We have a proven track record of helping good marketing teams grow. That's where we've always been in, in our, our zone of genius in our business. Mm -hmm. We just got distracted from it because, but think about that. If you can get the marketing team on your team, if you can work with them, if they're happy, you have longevity. So I said, I said our goal was 11 months total, eight weeks, and then three, 12 weeks, but really you have even, even longer contract with them or even a longer mm-hmm. renewal with them. But so in our really, mind, we're letting them go.
0: So you're really shifting the agency model. And I, I want to point this out. So something I read every day or every other day is read the Wall Street Journal CMO today, which is basically mm-hmm. the, the, the vision of Wall Street Journal for the CMO, which is Chief Marketing Officer. And mm-hmm. I find it interesting because, one, um, everything in there is about agency, tech, advertising, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, A lot of it has to do with what's going on with the CMOs and the challenges they're dealing with. It's not highlighted enough. It's not Mm -hmm. highlighted. We don't focus on that. We're focused on marketing, marketing, marketing. And like you said, coming in with this great strategy, but here's a mark with the CMO is like, wait a minute, I'm getting paid. A six figure I'm a freaking executive and you're going to come in with a different strategy. I don't align right. with that. You're out, you right. know? And that's what happens agencies try to fight with the CMO right. versus align with the CMO. Right. And you become you know, a so you have agency world and you have CMO world and they're clashing the old days before the big internet kind of thing. The CMO would, would hire the agency, Right, because they did the implementation of the media buying, all that, but right. nowadays the CMO has their own strategy and they want to say, Hey, here, implementation team, do it. But then you have an agency who's fighting that versus saying, Okay, let's right. get in
2: alignment with it. Absolutely, so, and, and the way we position, and again, it's all in position, yeah, all in your position, you say. Our job is to come in and audit what they're doing. And, and we're always, everything we do is careful. We don't use big speak. We don't use big marketing agency speak because that usually sets them off. We'll speak their language. And we have found this, the very smartest, most intimidating CMO marketers that are the, the, the smartest minds are actually our favorite, favorite clients.
0: Really? Because Why is that?
2: speaking the same language. We can do it in a humble way. We support them and they're smart and yeah. they see the value of what we do. And so that's actually our favorite one. The most educated, smartest marketer is actually going to be on our side. So instead of us being against each other, we team up and that's our job. And it's all in our, in in us coming across as confident, but with humility and we are there to support them. It's their campaign. That makes all the difference in the world.
0: It makes all, oh my God, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, this is really good. So by the way, I suggest anyone who's in this position or an agency world or whatnot, who's a CMO, I would go to Wall Street Journal and read what's happening because there is a whole world in the agency world of what's working, what's not working. Mm. And what you're finding is the big I'm talking big agency, like the Wyland and stuff like that, they are, um, there's, they they're down 15%. I don't know if you know that they're down in revenue, 15%. And the reason that is, listen, the article was, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Um, the reason that is is because so many companies are creating their own marketing departments. Right? So that's what you're, that's what you're fighting against. Any agency out there is fighting against the company saying, why don't we just
2: bring this in house? Or well, that's has, another, oh. you bring up a great point. So this is another way we're combating that. Yeah, We're out. saying absolutely bring it in house. Let us be the transition team while you bring it in house. So when we have, so we go after companies that are growing. So think of like a bank that's either being acquired or an acquisition mode. They're generally behind a little bit. So they're not the most respectfully, for those that might hear this, uh, they're, not, they're, they're not always the most cutting-edge marketing departments. Banks compli- now. <laughs> there's compliance issues, right? So they're slow to adapt trends. Right. So we come in actually as their partner going, hey, we understand, but we understand these trends with you. Well, let us come in and help you. Yes, you want your team? Great. Let us help you transition to have your team. You don't need to go hire 10 people now or five people now. For a fraction of that cost, bring us in. Let us help you. Fill the gaps in strategy, bring you into the next century with you, help you with the tools, help you with this implementation, and then you're good. So they don't see us as a threat. They see us as a tool. We're a transition tool now instead of being a threat. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole mindset that we have to be. And we're doing this because we have to. Because in the marketing world, as you know, it is a saturated, it is a saturated market. There, you can throw a lock hit an agency. Every single time you log into Facebook or LinkedIn, my target, they see another better supposedly solution for getting their conversions and clicks up. And it's, and and so they start to get this false sense of security that, oh, well, these guys are doing the strategy over here. That seems old school, but Mm -hmm. over here, there's something newer. And so they're quicker to fire and try new things.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think they're overwhelmed and CMOs get head up every single day by agencies. But again, you have to get an understanding of the mindset of a CMO. They're in a CMO position because they're probably kind of intelligent with marketing and they want to have their own strategy implemented so they look good. So the only way to get into their head is to to say, whatever your strategy is, let's implement that for you. Let's align with those strategy and then we'll do it for you. So you look great. So we empower you versus going in combat and your job is not line because people will, that's, that's not how you do it. Win friends and influence people. Right. Dale Carnegie, 101, right?
2: right. You got it. <laughs> 101. Got it.
0: Okay, so let's talk about your strategy. How are you selling that strategy in such a way where, let's say you have a CMO. like, well, we have our own strategy. How do you sell your strategy if they're coming and going? That could be a potential competition.
2: Yeah, so that, it sounds like it would be, but I'll say this. Like. A lot of our target don't have... A strategy. So, so yes, we're coming and implementing theirs, but we're, I, I want to shift that a little bit. Sure. Go ahead. We're, yeah, please. We're complementing their strategy and filling in gaps with other okay. things that work and how are we able to do that? Because we've managed campaigns all across the country. Our spend and our, and our experience is vast. And so the, but, but we don't, would never say that to them, but when we show them our plans, when we show yeah. them our plans and, and, sh- and make them the hero still, there's a light bulb that goes off almost every single time because it's advanced enough. in the way our graphs are built out and the way we fill in the gaps and the way we show and justify spending, there's, a, there, there's enough, The light bulb goes off and there's enough there where there's, it's less about threatening and more about the tool, especially when they're getting credit. And again, we've sat at the table with them and said, Hey, you know, as John will tell you, as John said a hundred times, cause we saw it in the audit, this needed to happen yesterday. This is really the messaging. And, and they'll be like, yeah, you're right. Like, and, John, and John will look over and go, thank you. I mean, really, I mean, it's <laughs> like, been not empowering. I've been
0: it's saying still, that for six months, dude. Yeah, right. no, I
2: now, get if it. There, if there is a CMO that has super intelligent, has a rock star strategy that, that they've refined over 20 years or 10 years right. or whatever, and right. has every partner in place, so you know, they may not be a fit for us, but if there's any room for improvement at all and they're in any adjustment, and that's why we go after clients like banks and then also uh, healthcare technology. And let me tell you specifically why it's healthcare technology. Because they grow fast, they have money to spend. So they go from zero to maybe $20 to $100 million in three or four years, right? They're just because their technology took them there. And then they look around and go, uh-oh, uh, now we have competition coming in. Yeah. Uh, now we're trying to go into other markets. We're trying to figure out our new management team with this growth. And that's where we can come in and go, great. They have a CMO by title probably, but they may have been positioned there with with not all the same – experience that you're talking about with the same Right. we come in there and we it's easy for us to come in and be the hero and easy for them to go oh there's a lifeline for me yes i'm like don't don't figure out hiring the whole team right now i think
0: that i think that and tell me what you think but i think that a cmo when you're an employee the title cmo you you have to sometimes be careful what you say right and Mm -hmm. and push but when you're a consultant strategist coming in on first phase and you can kind of say whatever the hell you want, right? Because right? it's like, this is what needs to happen. And if they don't like it, you're like, it's okay. You're still getting paid. You got paid right. for the strategy. And then, you know, if you don't get the implementation of the implementation. And you can know that with your background. You can say, hey, you really need to be doing freaking AdWords. And, you know, John said that. Your CMO said that. So, like, we completely align with that. He's freaking right. You need to do it. Right. You know, you, it. you can kind of come in with a little bit of like, dude, your dude's right, right dude. You know, right. and... Or your CMO is right. And so that gives them this like, oh, thank you. But it doesn't feel like as a competition
2: if you do that right. You know you got that completely right. And, and again, yeah. another positioning thing is where, you know, if if there's gaps, we called a playbook and we had a client recently of a big company and they said and they they kind of recoined it. We use playbook for years, but it's why we decided to take it to. And there's a guy sitting there and he goes, Big CMO. And he goes, dude. Like, this is a playbook for our company. And this company is, is in like 8,000 stores. or I mean, they're a big company. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's a playbook. And he's like, yeah. This is something you can go back to like a quarterback. And we always tell him, you're the quarterback. You're the quarterback. We're helping you make the plays and helping you as your team. Okay, quarterback. Okay, so
0: your position is what? If they're the quarterback, what's your position? I love we're, on what we're on the team. We're on the team. We're the we're team. team. We're like,
2: we're, we're the a team. team that happen to be really smart strategists and execution specialists.
0: Oh, okay, got it. You get the running back. You got, you got the. <laughs> okay.
2: That's right. Our job, and I'll I'll tell you, this is what I say all the time. Our I job like is to technology. help you make first downs. Our See job it is again? To keep, our job is to help you keep making first downs.
0: Mm. Because good
2: marketing doesn't always happen with a Hail Mary or catching it at the ten yard line or running it. Most good marketing happens first down at a time. In football, you want to get another first down. If you get it first downs, you keep going. And when you I love football going, analogies. I forget. It's first down. It makes We've,
0: sense. You never right. win the game by just focusing on getting to the getting to the finish line. You focus on the first down, the first down.
2: Yes. Think the of an overwhelmed marketing down. director. Right. That you say, I'm going to help you. Hey, quarterback, look at look at our track record. Mm-hmm. Here's your updated playbook, which is the best strategy out there that mm-hmm. shows your competition, shows your, all of those things in there. We help them relook at their competition in a different way. And so it's pretty advanced. And then at the end of it, we're, we're your team. So quarterback, let's go.
0: Oh, so, okay. So I, you know, Dallas Cowboys are the best. (laughs) Of course.
2: um, (laughs) (laughs) Spoken by a true Cowboys fan. Yeah, exactly.
0: So (laughs) I'm just saying there's nobody else at the Cowboys. No, they did not get the Super Bowl, but let's, you know, give them a break. Next year's here. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge fan, obviously. Uh, But the analogy is great. I think that what happens with, with agencies in general, because I've had a lot of agencies on this show interviewing them and they kind of have what, they have the attitude of when you first started, which is not again, bad, but they just like, you need a video? We got it. You need Google AdWords? Right. We got it. You want Facebook AdWords? We can do that too. You know, and that's the big, big, big agencies. That's the, that's the mindset they've had for many years. And people have written the big checks because they didn't understand it enough, Right. but that's changing. And so now that they're going, Hey, we don't need to, give this agency ridiculous amount of money to do Facebook ads when we can hire a person who does all they do all day for $40,000 a year plus their ad budget, and that's they become an expert because they're doing it eight hours a day, five days a week. Then we don't have to pay them $200,000 a year for Facebook ads. Boom, that's gone revenue, right? Right. So I think that's what's happening is when you and I first started, you know, I got my master's degree in online marketing in 2011. My first business was online, 01. Mm. It was kind of the mystery, and that's why these agencies got such big money because it was the mystery of it. But That mystery is dissipating. And so now people, anybody, anybody can go on to any kind of, you know, Udemy or other companies and learn how to do pretty much anything. Right. You know, so it's, so you have to be able to come from what is the elixir that's different and you figured it out. It's called strategy because there are so many avenues and so many roads. The right agency is going to come and say, we have the right agency. We have the right strategy for you
2: you've got it. And, and sometimes there's and even the smartest marketer does get overwhelmed and I, 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 yeah. if I can give a quick plug for my book real quick don't buy a mm-hmm. duck I talk about the five crisis points in marketing and and I talk about this specifically of all the choices in the 1960s There was five marketing channels that if you've seen the show madman which is great of
0: course I've seen madman but,
2: but it's not fair because you and I probably come up with ideas like that in a morning and we don't yeah. celebrate with a three-month binge to California well, hold on
0: a second like if I could have bourbon and scotch in the middle of the day that's
2: different right? i would
0: come up with some really good stuff you know what and I mean? then, but then
2: i would have to take a nap
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a cigar in the office right <laughs> Sorry. that's
2: true you're absolutely right but back then it was easier we know the channels if they came up with a great idea or, or concept for client it went to print radio television right now we have more than 70 70 marketing channels so what do you do and so even smart marketers can get out of touch sometimes and yeah. so that's why our job is to stay in touch with it. So our sale is that we don't have a sale. And I always tell people that are right up front. I say, we don't have an agenda other than to sell you on not having an agenda. That's our agenda. We're a third party advocate for you. We're coming in. We're not trying to sell you Facebook ads. We're not trying to, we want to sell you on, let us build it. Let us help you fill in the gaps and audit what you're doing. If you have any room for growth and let us build the best darn strategy for your company that we can and the, the right tools will show themselves, but we're coming in unbiased and let's see where you want to go, where you've been. Let's help you be the hero. And let's build it. Let's build out the best playbook for you. And that. So I'm
0: really curious. Do you have uh, the 70 channels? But I don't think that got washed over. Really want y'all to get that. It's I, I can't re- confirm or deny it 70. It pretty <laughs> it's 70.
2: It's over 70 now. Yes. Yeah,
0: I'm sure, right? People people go, oh, it's only Facebook on my sweetheart. No. You know, there's so much traffic out there in different channels. So I'm assuming I'm going to go with that. No fact checker over <laughs> here, but it, it sounds right. <laughs> 7 sounds pretty right. Um, and so do you guys have a strategy to say, okay, this is the channels that you want? Do you have a playbook that you go through to audit process?
2: Yeah, we do. We're very methodical with how we do it. We start with doing our, our Cornell method of branding where we look through and say, here's your unique value proposition. Here's where you fit on the, the price versus value timeline and we, we go through the we go through with the brand and look and say here's where you are we go through and look at what all the competition is doing we look at goals of client we look at everything they've done to date uh, from every social post to and this sounds exhaust exhaustive but it's really not in all the competition and we say here's what the landscape looks like and then we really do a deep dive into I know this sounds old school but we really do look at the target customer again and, and understand a lot more for them than just their age and we, we go deeper. And right, I would say, so I find it often, I talk about that in my book, often the, the target customer is not understood. And so if we get a better understanding of who they are and where they live and what they're doing, then we mm-hmm. know if they mm-hmm. should be doing an influencer campaign. Do we need to use influence platform? Uh, if not, maybe the worst
0: not. The as a woman, when I hear, oh, our target market is women between 40 and 50, and, and I'm like, you know how broad that is? Right. You know, like some women are really into yoga and incense.
2: Right. And see, Not every
0: woman is into yoga and incense. Right, right. You know what I mean? Not everyone right. wants kids. Not everyone wants a dog. I mean, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, you've got to get, like, the structure called a woman is like <laughs> multifaceted.
2: Absolutely. So, I so understand them. You. And I, I always share with people that. Look at your customer, and we do this for our clients, mm-hmm. look at your customer as, as, as they're, your, they're your significant other or they're someone you're in a relationship with. And so if, you, if, you're, if your significant other is is a vegan and you take them to the best steakhouse in town for their birthday. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. So know them. Know them. Get to know them. So And that sounds really broad, but it really is true. So we dig so, that deep and we say, let's understand them. Let's look at them. Let's understand them. And then it's easy. The the right places to get them start showing up because you see where they live, you see what their world is like, you see what's important to them, where they they make an emotional connection, what what their value points are, what their all those things. When you do that, you you go, great. Should I do Facebook? I don't know. Who the heck are you talking to?
0: Yeah, Uh, like women.
2: No, 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 that's not enough. Women over fifty. Okay, well you got a little closer because women fifty five plus are driving mobile usage. So okay, but keep going. What do you mean women? What's your problem? And we keep going and going and we dig until we get a better understanding of who this person is. But look at them as a person and find Mm -hmm. out the the psyche of why they're buying what's important to them. How do you build a relationship? that's what we do and we build out those and then we start going okay great here's who we know now here's your product and service here's who we know are the people that you need to reach that we, we segment it out by two however many you need to do they need unique need messaging and then we start to build bridges how do we build bridges what, what what's the bridge is it that you need to be doing community involvement with them and okay what community involvement okay so let's build that bridge so that you're coexisting together now you're, you're living in each other's worlds what else do you need to do how else do you need to reach them well we're trying to find a way to geo segment them okay geo he said geo segment and they're long distance so we do need to use some kind of technology, right? You see where I'm going with this. And you just, yeah. you just by process of, of deduction and, and, and common sense, I say that, it's, there's science to it. You start to develop what the best strategies are. And yeah. so our playbook says, here's everything. We start with a playbook. We're going, here's everything that you should and could do at some point to, to, to break bread and have a relationship with your target customer. Here's everything you could do. Now, we're not saying you do it all at once. And so our, our, our playbook between all the the segmentation and research might be 150 pages, 200 pages long. Mm -hmm. The strategy part might be 50, 60 pages long, but at the end of it, at the end of it, here's what they get. Here's what the market manager, the the CMO gets. They get a step-by-step calendar that says, here's your content strategy. If you want for the next 12 months, you're welcome here. here, Here's the step-by-step from January, February, March, April, May through December of every single action item that has to happen in order for these things to come through. And here's the day, week, month, seasonal to your business, quarterly, bi-quarterly, everything. We put all that in and say, and there's no guesswork. Here's exactly how to implement this playbook and the phases should be done in the budget. Wow. And that and that, that is when the CMO or the marketing manager, even by title, can show their board and show their team. What? Here's how and why. And they already do that. And some of them have great respect and they may not be our target That for, for me. But if there's anyone that has a gap in getting that done, we come in and they're like, great, let's roll that's and we well. out in those three phases.
0: Awesome. Well, I, we're out of time. But I have to, I <laughs> to to yeah, no worries. Love to keep talking with you. What, where can everyone find you?
2: Uh, LinkedIn. I love to talk to people on LinkedIn. And then I've got this free webinar right now, sure. which is marketingstrategywebinar.net. And I talk about the five crisis points in marketing. It's a free webinar. And uh, okay. I, I say it's a must-have for marketing directors or for those that are handling some aspect of the marketing just to see – uh, the, the five crisis points we've identified with interviewing over a, a thousand brands that we've worked So
0: say the URL with. again.
2: MarketingStrategyWebinar.net
0: Awesome. Okay, and this is Derek Champagne. Go check him out. He's lonely in Arkansas. <laughs> Okay. Well, we it are. feels actually awesome where you're at. It's great. I, you know, we shared earlier that my family's from Hot Springs. So yes, absolutely. There's nothing there. <laughs> um, all right. This is Heather Havenwood. Check us out. at Heatherhavenwood.com. Go check out Derek Champagne on LinkedIn and his uh, webinar at marketing strategy Everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. See you soon. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away, no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy Seal of Probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, low gas, abdominal pain, and much. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com.
1: That's energywithheather.com. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook. When you text the word sexy to 7 Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7 And receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.